Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. special episode of the fair pod i am so happy to have this episode so whoever reached out first i think it was danielle first or to reach out thank you for reaching out to us and putting this together we are the usl western conference women and we all are on our own podcast but the first time together we are hosted here on fair pod and you know we'll obviously share it to all the other uh, podcasts and so I'm gonna do we're gonna do some intros and then we're gonna talk about what's going on with our clubs as well as some hot topics in soccer and if you have questions definitely leave them in the comments because we want to know what your questions are um, so I'm going to defer to Danielle and introduce and you're gonna introduce what you, who you are what you do and uh, what you represent so I'm Danielle Garonski, and I represent a lot. As you can see, I've got my awesome hot pink custom-made SA Soccer Roundtable hat. So it's the podcast I'm on, SA Soccer Roundtable. Hi, Rafa, Scott, and Harry. I know you're listening um, and you're supporters of what we're doing. Um, as you can see behind me, um, SAFC um, season ticket member for five years, so one of the founding members. Um, and a heartbroken fan that we're not going MLS, but Austin is having an MLS team, but we're not going to talk about that because that would get me too spicy. Um, <laughs> a little bit about my background is I'm originally, uh, grew up in Rochester, New York, home of the Rochester Rhinos who are now in USL, maybe sometimes some season, <laughs> um, Abby Wambach and the former NWSL champs, the Western, uh, Western New York flash. And I went to college, played college was, um, captain my senior year at a little private school called Roberts Wesleyan college. And let's see. Um, I have been a ref for the past five years, youth DA, ECNL. I do adult league. I do, I do a little bit of everything here. Um, <laughs> we'll ref for a payment. Um, yes. and, right. And your first time podcasting, right? Like this year. So I just started podcasting maybe a few months ago and it was just sort of random. Um, I, I've known Scott and Harry forever. Um, and Scott's like, yeah, whenever you want to come on. So I just sort of self-invited. I'm like, hey, can I come on this week? And then I was like, hey, can I come on next week? And I just became a regular fixture that hasn't gone away. Nice. <laughs> I sort of just kept inviting myself and finally <laughs> got me a hat and was like, it's official. You're, you're part of the team. Nice. Uh, so one other thing that I'm super excited about, this is the second year I am the co-founder of the Copa Tejas, which yes. is the South Texas Supporters Cup um, Derby. So Hello to all my El Paso um, folks, Austin, um, RGB, San Antonio. Um, so it was the big South Texas Derby. We have like a huge trophy that has like a huge suitcase um, that goes around. And so we kicked that off and um, are really sad that the second year is on hiatus. I have like stacks yeah. of stickers that I'm waiting to like see the games. I'm like, awesome. can we get going? 
soon soon hopefully yes we um we i I do want to find out more about the supporters thing and like how you how that came about but let's also introduce our other guest alicia welcome everybody thank you for having me um i'm alicia and i'm from seek and strike a collective podcast that is a separate podcast from our supporters group their podcast is cursecast so shout out to them and Mm -hmm. I've I've been playing soccer for almost 10 years, but currently stopped. But when I found out that New Mexico was having a team, which was last year, our inaugural season, I was really excited to have something coming into the state. And it was I knew it was going to be different. And mm-hmm. going to the games, it was really different. It really drew me in. And sadly, the second season, we've only had one away game, no home opener. Still oh, waiting man. for that. And I look at my season tickets and I just, I get sad. <laughs> yes, I feel your pain. Uh, and for those who don't know me and maybe are watching for the first time, my name is Marissa and I am one of three hosts of Fair Fairweather Podcast. Shout out to Alan and Chris who should be watching. They said they were going to watch tonight. So we'll see. Uh, I will have to text them. Yeah. I I texted them last night and I told them I was a little sad that I was not going to be able to see their faces because I'm getting so used to being on video every uh, Wednesday night with with FairPod. Um, I am an avid soccer fan, as you can tell from the scarves behind me. Uh, I'm also an Arsenal fan, and I got to see my first live match in February, when a lot of you guys know that, if you're a regular listener. Um, But yeah, we're here to talk about our teams, our respective teams, women in sports, equal pay, and we also are taking questions and that may be watching. Shout out to whoever's watching from Sacktown. It's probably John, because he's always on there. Hi, Harry. Uh, our loyal watchers from um, Periscope, we can see them. We see you. We see you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I just want to get into, Danielle, I know you uh, talked about the uh, the supporters thing that you're a co-founder on. Can you kind of talk about how that came about? And we can then maybe see if there's any questions from our listeners or watchers. Absolutely. Um, And I am going to pause just so everyone knows we didn't like practice or rehearse. This is really the first time we're all meeting each other face to face. So um, I used to live in Albuquerque. And so I love Isotope Stadium. So I am probably the only person in San Antonio who doesn't care that it's in a baseball stadium because it is so awesome. And it's such a (laughs) stadium. So shout out to New Mexico United and all my friends in Albuquerque are always like, when are you coming? So I'm going to have to arrange it when the season gets in swing um, to come visit. And hang out with oh, me. we're, we're oh, yeah, going. Gotta, we're yeah, going. Yeah. We're all going. <laughs> uh, what I have to say is now the lab is the best uh, crowd of fans you guys will ever experience awesome. and meet. Yeah, I'm. I think the locals are pretty. We're we're gonna actually compete with you on that. You know, the locals are the loyal supporters. But um, yeah, we are. I I actually was supposed to go to Albuquerque last weekend. I had a flight booked. I booked it like first week of March because I'm like, this thing isn't gonna last long. Like, I'm gonna go get a cheap flight, <laughs> and I was gonna go see some friends in Santa Fe. And then I told Chris, our other co-host, that we were gonna. I was gonna go. And I'm gonna go see you, and maybe. I didn't, I didn't know if there was a game, but I was like, I'll make it if there's a match. Mm-hmm. 
anyways, sad story. Um, but anyways, Danielle, let, yes. well, I'm sorry, <laughs> what I do, I get off track, I get off topic. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we're already planning right now that we're going to do like one of these like live broadcasts together where we're all like in the same, cause, cause Chris is like in Albuquerque too. And we've yeah. all like Alan and I are in San Diego. So we've only hung out one time all together. And that was at my Christmas party in December and that was before we even had an episode so it's like now we know each other more and it's like ooh, can't wait you know now yeah you guys are now part of that and we're definitely gonna road trip with I guess everyone (laughs) bring everyone and film it everyone's coming okay so we're going back to supporters culture um and you were talking about how we got the derby going so, um, like I said, I've been around for five years. We have a couple supporters groups. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my good friends, Steve Arters, um, he was sort of founding member, has, has done some stuff, um, very knowledgeable about the soccer community in San Antonio. One of his sons is currently one of the coaches for SAFC, the high performance coach. So we were talking last year and we had been kind of all wanting a, um, some sort of derby and RGV has always been our biggest competitors. Um, you know, we show up so much trash talking. Um, and so last season when El Paso and Austin both came into the USL, um, Steve just called me up and said, what do you think? I said, yes, we threw out some names. I started looking online. We sort of decided on Copa Tejas because in Texas, Lone Star is the name of a youth club. So anything with like Lone Star in it was automatically cut out. Um, mm-hmm. Anything with the word trophy in it had hunting pictures. So we didn't want our brand to also be um, someone searching for us and comes across like dead deer and hunters. And I was like, right. Right. Not, that's not something we want to be associated with. So we started there. We just started talking and we're like, well, we need a trophy. So we went out and got a trophy and we just sort of started reaching out to podcasts. So in Austin, it was the three birds, three birds podcast. We started connecting with them. They sort of got us connected with some stuff. Um, in El Paso, the eighth notch is really big. So it wasn't hard to find them. Um, RGV, we, they already had a good presence. So we started to connect with all the supporters groups. Um, mm-hmm. it was really cool at the last game um, a representative from each um, supporters group for each team came up. You know, we all had a blast at a tailgate. Um, and the one thing is we will all hang out. We'll party together. So if anyone, and I know some people from the curse came to San Antonio, um, our supporters groups host you. We love taking pictures, come eat our food, drink our beer. Um, we love having that family environment. Mm-hmm. So to us, it's about, you know, being family off the field, but mm-hmm. you on the field and everyone's competing. So that's sort of, it just sort of organically happened. Yeah. We wanted a derby and we'd kind of been waiting. Um, we actually waited to reveal it for several months because we didn't want it interfere with like season kickoff and things like mm-hmm. that. So we were kind of sitting on this like little bombshell. I was like, can we announce it? Can we announce yeah. it? Like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. So um, he keeps me a little grounded cause I always want to run ahead of everything. So yeah. um, we're excited. This season was, was going to be really big. What we love about it is it gives, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys think the USL season is sort of long? It's like April to October with what, like 30 some odd games. 
Yeah, um, Alicia, I know you, that's your, this is going to be, would have been your second season, really full season covering it. For me, I was like, oh, like you could talk about it, but I want to also talk about it because I basically experienced one game. <laughs> so, so Alicia, uh, Alicia, let, go ahead and talk and then I'll, I'll uh, have my comments about that. <laughs> so the first season was something that was very, you know, like, kind of speechless like we never knew that we were going to make it to playoffs in our very first season that was something Mm -hmm. that everybody was shocked about that game when we qualified for playoffs we at least stayed there an hour after the match ended just celebrating with the players and they were coming into the stands taking pictures and even in the press conference room, the players were hyped up. Uh, David Estrada came in because everybody was quiet and waiting for them. And he's like, why is everybody so quiet? Why is anybody excited? We just made playoffs. And we're yeah. like, and everybody started clapping. But I know you guys had just one game, but it's barely the beginning. And I know with you guys, you guys have an amazing fan base as well. And I'm excited to see that. So hopefully, you know, this whole mm-hmm. lockdown thing doesn't really go as far as it as it does. And because mm-hmm. I like I feel bad. I'm like, well, San Diego just started its their inaugural season. I'm like, yeah. I want I want them to experience what we did. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that when you're there at the lab, you can't explain it. Like you feel all these emotions running through you. Somebody scoring a goal, even when we lost. Uh, we had to keep our heads held up high. We would help the players and the players would still come into the stands and give us hugs, give, give us high fives. And that mm-hmm. was, it was something, it's something really special. It's like truly like we're all a family there. Yeah. I think that that's what I'm experiencing. One, you know, for the good side of what's happening right now is I don't believe that this would have happened us, this current podcast without the lockdown and so I'm like okay cool like now I know you guys in another city and I know like okay I you know I don't really go out there all the time like if I'm going to a match like I'm probably gonna stay back and just kind of like observe like that's just how I am um but I think that's the blessing that I'm looking at when the lockdown, when I think about the lockdown, because I've been able to one, learn more about the league, learn more about the people within that and realize that this community is what I'm really excited about. Um, And I think I was talking about it last night on um, with the guys from Sacktown because they, you know, we were, they were asking me about community and stuff like that. And it was really like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it now when we don't have matches. Um, and, you know, you talked, Danielle, about, you know, how you wanted to bring up the, the derby and, you know, the really tight like community. And I totally identify with that because mm-hmm. it, our first night, our whole match um, against Las Vegas was like um it was this, like a reunion of all of our soccer, like our soccer family in San Diego, because we have been waiting so long for this. You know, we went, we have lower le- level teams that have tried. I worked with a lower level team. I was there when we lost at the playoffs in Santa Rosa in Northern California and had to take the bus back. And like, just, it was such a big, like letdown with that when we like rebranded and, moved to an orange County and it was just completely like totally 
done. And then MLS tried to come Mm -hmm. and then it didn't happen. Right. So it's like, Oh, happy. And then down. And now we're like, yay, USL. Like we got a club. We got Landon Donovan, Warren Smith's involved. And we had one match. So it's like, (laughs) it's like a cruel joke, but the soccer community is like really strong, I believe. And hopefully so, and right now, like some of my best friends, because of the bond that soccer brings to the community. And, you know, I can't wait for like when we have these matches again. And I, I kind of want to talk about that because before we get into like some of the women focused content that we want to talk about, um, what do you, Alicia, what do you think about the season coming back? Do you think it's going to come back? Do you, what are you, what are you hoping? What have you heard? Have you heard anything like about? I I don't know. That's, that's something kind of hard because if we come back, we have to come back to a full stadium because Mm -hmm. I don't think that with the money that the club is losing or that the league is using on empty stadiums, it's just not going to work out. Mm -hmm. And it's, I just, I want to say that, yes, we're going to be playing in June. Everything's going to be back to normal. But in, to be, in all honesty, I don't think we're going to go back to normal, probably not until August, maybe even September. And I know yeah. that the USL put out a statement that they're pushing it till May 10th. Well, mm-hmm. right now here in New Mexico, the stay-at-home order was extended through May 15th. So mm. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping at least we get somewhat of a season because mm-hmm. if it's canceled, a lot of people are going to be upset. Season yeah. ticket holders are going to be really upset. And what's going to happen next season? Yeah. And, and I think that's definitely something, uh, a topic and what they have to think about because it's not just California or Texas or New Mexico that can figure it out and start playing again. It's like you have to be able to, like we can't travel, like they can't, how do they travel? You know, mm-hmm. Danielle, I think you have, you know, I, I think you have something to say on it, but you know, I want to know like what you think about, you know, how, if it does come back, like how will that feel? And does it just need a complete reset? Oh, I, I, who knows? I think everything is literally day by day. And I think Alicia said it best. You know, you we have places in Texas that are on complete lockdown and some that are less locked down, you know. Mm-hmm. So every state is being run by its governor, which is different. So the USL might not be able to fully come back. Mm-hmm. You'd have to wait until every single state gives an all clear. And then you need at least at minimum. I think the coaches would ask for at least a minimum of a week to train and get back. I'm hoping at least they'll start doing what's happening in Europe where the teams are at least practicing, but with social distance. So they're doing more independent work so that they can kind of keep the skill. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be difficult. I think if we come back at all in the summer, I think it's going to be empty stadiums. I think it'll be sort of like they were talking about, like, you know, splitting up the Western Conference into two regions so I'm envisioning mm-hmm. something like an AFC, NFC, East, West Coast division mm-hmm. sort of thing, yeah. which isn't bad. We do it in football. Why not do it in soccer instead of this whole, like, 30 schedule? Yeah. You don't have a clue who's playing who or who. Like, there's so many new teams. Mm-hmm. So I think this would 
the benefit would be it would let us get to know everyone. Um, I think the good thing in all of this, and I hate to say that there's any good thing, but you know, our, our player of the year, um, our young player of the year, Christian Pirano, um, phenomenal player. He had a minor surgery right before the season started. And we were looking at having a couple games, possibly a month's worth of games without mm-hmm. him. And so now if we do come back, I'm stoked because he will be healthy and ready to go. So um, welcome back, Christian Pirano, when the season comes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, you touched on a good point about all every state like has to be up and running before we even think about that. And I don't foresee, I think California is not going to release any, you know, any of those orders because we were one of the first ones and we're just so populated. And I just don't think, I don't foresee that happening. Um, And I almost don't want it to kind of come back. I really like that first night was like so amazing for our community. And I just don't see it how like you could just play another game just to play another game without the atmosphere that we had. Like it was sold out stadium. You know, this is something we've been waiting for for so long. And, you know, I hate to like, I don't, I want to change the subject soon because it's making me upset, but like it does. um, I mean, we had one match, you know? So it's like, what are, how you like, I'm going to compare that night to like, every night thereafter so you know yes I want it I want like soccer back but like I also want safety I don't want our community there like there's people with families that aren't going to come because they might have older parents and like how do we know like when is it going to be back to what we think we know and maybe never will and that's the really reality about it and and it's hard to get out of that mindset because it does it's depressing sometimes you know because you're like let's talk about like good stuff yeah good stuff okay okay so some really good things and we talked about this before we went live what just very briefly is um carrie taylor shout out to carrie taylor if you're watching i should text her and just to remind her because i tagged her i made sure to tag her yes okay good um yeah she is uh obviously coach for sd loyal um and she's making as a woman in as a coach so we are very lucky to have her at san diego loyal but i think in general in the league a lot of you guys um are looking at that as a as a a lot of us i'm gonna say you guys and you ladies uh are looking at it as like a a a role model you know like she's in a position where she's right there alongside landon and being a voice for women in sports um at the coaching level but just i think on all level like podcast you know women podcast women sports writers and i'm a huge huge supporter of that in any aspect, not just, um, on the field, but also anything. So, um, uh, Danielle, I think you had some things you wanted to say about Carrie or, um, so I have had the privilege somehow I've, I've been listening to some coaching podcasts because of the rough getting to like know the coach's mind and tactics and everything. Um, mm-hmm. this just makes me better. And so she happened to be on like two different podcasts that I was listening to and just listening to her wealth of knowledge 
She's been around the game since the early 90s. She was one of the early like D1 women's teams in Michigan. She coached in Vancouver their elite girls team, which was essentially the precursor to DA because DA wasn't around then. Um, you know, she's got the USSF A license. She's got, I think she, I believe she holds something in Canada as well. And she's like one of a few women to have it. So like the question is, why hasn't she coached in the USL sooner? And mm-hmm. I'm excited because I really feel that USL is a little different. Like MLS, I feel like it's just an old boys club, you know, no matter what degrees <laughs> or certificates you have, like Jill mm-hmm. Allen should be coaching in MLS, no doubt. Like mm-hmm. she has proved her worth over and over um, that she can coach Diva. She can coach like everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that the USL is open to women. I was talking with a, my friend of mine um, who previously worked at USL and he said corporate was like 60, 40 women, which is, is incredible. I yeah. So have you guys on Twitter, Kelsey Steele? Yes, I met her. Awesome. I'm kind of totally like fangirling. I love her Twitter. Um, (laughs) She's so awesome. And so it's wonderful to have like a female voice in Mm -hmm. her talking about E-League, talking about all that. So um, just kind of a shout out to Carrie. Um, If you guys aren't familiar with her, you need to be watching her, checking her out. Um, Yeah. She's got all the qualifications. um, And her own team. Yeah, like, I mean, I've known her for a few years now, and, like, her commitment to the game itself is, like, her knowledge is there, but, you know, in addition is, like, the community that she's so, she's poured herself into San Diego community, and that, I think, is, you know, amazing, and she, you know, she has posts on her Facebook sometimes where it says, like, you know, this is my family, and that, like, you feel that, and I know everyone who meets her feels that so uh, we are very blessed and hopefully that's a trend she's starting that like there's going to be more women coaches at the level and maybe you know maybe it's the USL that just has all women coaches you know like maybe it's that because who knows what's going on with MLS but <laughs> that's another story what's going on with MLS yeah um yeah and so Kind of piggybacking off of that, and I kind of wanted to get all of your opinions on this. So there was sort of like some articles that came out about USL having a women's league, and they heard Angela Huckles as like the strategic consultant on it. And and we, I don't think we ever really talked about it on our podcast because there was a ton of like high school stuff going on. So I wanted to get your takes on um, what you guys think should USL have a women's league? Should it not? What do you think it should look like? Um, I'll let you go, Alicia. I'm going to share this with, with Carrie. Maybe she can. Um, I've touched on this before with Chris on seek and strike and uh, people, uh, the fans here at New Mexico United, they're, they're wondering the same thing too, you know, is Peter, our CEO, Trevisani going to invest in a USL women's team if the league happens? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like back and forth, like, yes, no. But in my opinion, I would love to see a USL women's team. But at the same time, I know how the NWSL is. It's not as big as the like MLS as I want it to be. And it, 
if they test the waters and they see how it goes maybe in the first year, it maybe it can work, but I I in reality I just don't see it happening. So a little fact, a little fun fact that I love. Do you know that the Portland Thorns have one of the, like the top five to top ten highest attendance usually every week out of MLS and NWSL? So they beat out most of the MLS teams at having a higher attendance. Um, I was really interested in seeing now that Sky Blue kind of has their act together. They're going to be in Red Bull Arena regularly. I'd be really interested in seeing how they sell out. I can easily see it having 10,000 seats sold, mm-hmm. um, especially if they do some sort of partnership with Red Bull, like their season ticket holders or their fans get discounts and stuff. Um, plus uh, Olympic Lyon. I mean, they're going to start bringing in the French players. Um, there's two, I was just reading something this morning and sorry, I, I hit an age where I, my mind is a sieve. Um, they're actually bringing the French goalkeeper over to um, Utah Royals. So, um, so this is something I'm sort of passionate about. I really feel that we're missing um, and we have a gap. And I think the women's team the women's league and WSL started later than the men's league. Mm-hmm. And basically their attendance numbers are where the MLS was 10 years ago. If you look at MLS numbers, their numbers were, were, you know, under 15, 10,000, 8,000, you know, it basically looks like USL um, did. So I think if you give it just a few more years, NWSL is about to blow up. And I mm-hmm. think there needs to be some sort of, I think if they come in, I don't think they come in as D1. I think what needs to happen is the women's match needs to be realigned. So all the WPSL, the UWS, the UPSL women, they all need to be D3, like their men's counterparts. And USL women need to come in as D2. So then you have clear tiers versus there's there's a big difference in skill level between D2 the D2 teams and the D1. And I love, let me tell you, I am the biggest promoter and all my WPSL fans in San Antonio will tell you, I know all the coaches by name. They got me on Twitter. They are probably tweeting me now in my DMs. Um, but I really do think that there needs to be that path where the WPSL drops down to a D3 tier, the UWS as well. Those high level teams that are crushing people in the summer Eight nothing, five nothing. I mean, the Houston Aces is the NWSL's tier two team. They're crushing everybody in the UWS. They move to the WPSL to get some better competition. They're still going to be that elite team in the WPSL, but they'll have better opportunities in playoffs. But they really need to take those top teams. And I think it'd be awesome. You can do a pro rel um, with like USL and then like a USL like two, three USL women's mm-hmm. championship, USL one and have pro rel. So until it kind of sorts itself out, like, right. Oh, Hey, this awesome team just crushed WPSL. Let's roll them into the UTSL. Um, but they also are starting that USL women's Academy. And I think that would be a great feeder into the USL. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the mid table teams, the mid tier teams need, need women's soccer in order for the game to grow. So San Diego, yeah. Sacramento, um yeah speaking of speaking of women in sports we have a special guest that's joining us <laughs> and i'd like to welcome san diego loyal assistant coach carrie taylor yay we got her on 
Thank you, Carrie. You got me on. Yay. Thank you. Sorry yes. Yeah. It's like a pop in. I'm going to tell you, I'm fangirling a little bit here because I've been on a few <laughs> webinars that you've been on, and I'm extremely impressed and like oh, blown you. away by you. So I'm learning so much from you. So, uh, just, <laughs> I'm getting a hot and bothered. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. So thank you for what you do in USL. Yeah. Tell me more about all of you. I mean, I know oh. we're in a little bit yeah. here and there around the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you, because I just met them tonight. Well, we met on okay. email. But Danielle, uh, she's in Texas, and she covers the San Antonio team. And Alicia is in New Mexico and covers New Mexico United. So we're like podcasters, but okay. also fans of the game. So um, Alan and Chris are watching on YouTube and they're like, yay, special <laughs> guests. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Carrie. So we wanted, we were just talking about um, kind of like the USL women's match right. or women's league and kind of like how that could happen or, you know, hopefully happen we'll see do you want to um talk just I guess a little bit about you know your experience as a women coach because we totally gave you like a huge shout out and we're hoping that this is a trend that we'll see in the USL that's a little bit more um you know lenient when it comes to like showcasing women in sports so if you want to talk a little bit to that that'd be great um, the women's like showcasing the women's game just, or yeah, just... any either. Yeah. As you as a coach or even women's okay. league. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I, I've said it a couple of times on different webinars and podcasts. Um, I mean, my hope is that across the USL and, and all, um, men's soccer that the people that are in positions to hire staff, start looking at staff as who fits their program and their capabilities and, and less about their gender. So, mm -hmm. you know, Landon, um, I got to know Landon around the same time that I met Marissa through, mm -hmm. you know, we tried to bring an MLS franchise to San Diego and that didn't work, but, you know, I earned Landon's trust and he, he liked what I brought to the table. And if, if someone of his stature is willing to, hire a female, my hope is other people around there will, it, at the very least, you know, take a, take a look at the resume, interview quality candidates and make a decision based on qualifications, mm -hmm. um, not, you know, their gender or what they look like or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's, that's probably my biggest hope with, with all of this. And, and, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I actually got a call from, um, one of the coaches in the league who sent, well, he sent me a text and he said, he, he said, I hired a female um, athletic trainer and I never thought I would. And that's because like you, you've changed the way that we're thinking. And, I, and he said, thank you. And I was like, wow, that's like, that's pretty cool. Wow. That's awesome. That's really yeah. good news. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think I mentioned it last night when I was on the Sacramento one, like how, you know, what they're talking about women in, in sports, in these roles and I they asked me about you and I said you know as much as I want to say like yes this is women coaches like kind of to your point like but you're just as qualified as a man to to right. coach so like act like you act like we've been there you know this is where we belong it doesn't matter you know yes be a woman but we're also like we want to be treated like this 
you yeah. know, of your qualifications and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the, and that's the, the challenge. I mean, you know, I know, I know that I have a responsibility and people want to talk about, oh, you know, you're a female coaching males. Um, but also we as women need to change how, how we speak and how we talk. So I did a webinar with um, Tracy Ham, who's the women's um, head coach at UC Davis, uh, Kim Wyatt, who coaches men's college soccer, and Alison Wilbur, who's coached Division Three women for like 30 years. And I said, how about this? How about we do a webinar and we never mention the fact that we're female coaches. We just frame Coach. everything as coaches mm -hmm. and building our, our teams and things like that. And, right. um, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're actually going to do another one on Friday because I guess people enjoyed it. So um, I think the more, Thanks. like Marissa, that you said, we act like we've been there, the mm -hmm. more um, people change the way maybe they, they look at women in sports. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely see that. And we hope we can be here to watch it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, at least you in all of our markets so that we can see all of the, the young players in our stadiums. Um, can see you play, can see you coach. Um, just, I think your presence would be, you know, I can just see our stadium when it's filled with all the young players looking and saying, Hey, I can do that. I've got that role model. Um, and those were awesome. Podcasts. Yeah. I mean, listening to you and Tracy as well. Yeah. Was that about, sorry, I was switching over to my headphones. Yeah, no. I, was, I was on that podcast and I loved hearing um, all your perspectives on culture. Um, and so, um, Oh, cool. Thanks that for was another one. You're welcome. And then I was on the one, it was like two weeks ago where it was just you and Tracy as well. Um, okay. And so that was, that was another good one, but yeah, if anyone, if anyone on here is coaches and you get a chance to hear Carrie talk, um, definitely take advantage of it. <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you guys you. are so sweet. <laughs> Alicia, do you have anything you want to say to her? Well, this is my first time meeting you and I'm really <laughs> excited. Um, it's just crazy because, you're you're truly a role model to all of us wow. and all the hmm, the girl you. soccer players out there. Like seeing you and knowing, like, oh, we can be there, and it just takes mm -hmm. a little bit of hard work, but we're definitely gonna be there. Yeah, one day. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. Mari, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was I was just agreeing with her. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm drinking wine. Is that all right? I'm no, that's wine. totally all right. <laughs> I'm I'm it. I was like. I only have heavy liquor close by and <laughs> like eh, maybe I won't pour like a big bottle of vodka into a teacup on there. But, but that's okay. Red, red cups are good. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, before you came on, I was going to talk about the, uh, what was going on with Loyal like in the off season. So this mm -hmm. kind of, I'm glad that you're here because you could talk a little bit about the fundraiser that's going on oh, yeah. and then, uh, talk about that um, if you want to share with everyone. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously like every franchise, we're kind of on pause and, mm -hmm. you know, we're trying to stay connected with the players. We, we have zoom workouts twice a week. Um, we do a thing on Fridays where we just have meetings with the players. Um, they also, 
have, you know, at home workouts. Um, mm-hmm. we, we tried to do something a little, a little fun on our last zoom workout. We themed it. So we did a like nineties hip hop theme. So they, <laughs> oh, crap. What'd I do? Um, no, no video. So they had to, sorry. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so they had, they had to dress up. Am I back on video now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so they had to dress up in nineties hip hop theme. So we, it was, and during our workout and it was hilarious. Like one of the guys looked like Tupac. We had run DMC covered. So we're trying to keep it light, light and fun. Um, you know, as I'm sure all the franchises are. And then, um, also we are fundraising for Rady Children's Hospital, which is one of our partners. They're on our sleeve of our jerseys. Mm -hmm. And so we have a competition going, we have team Landon, team Nate and team Carrie, Unfortunately, Marissa, I know what team you're on. I'm kind of sad. Team, team bum the dog. It's yeah. all right. It's team bum the dog. No, I don't. Yeah. Um, so we we set a goal um, as a club to raise $30,000. And we actually are at, I think when I left the office today, um, we were at like $32,000, which mm-hmm. is crazy, unbelievable, so mm-hmm. happy because obviously like, at any time, it's hard to raise money, but especially now when, when mm-hmm. there's so much going on. So mm-hmm. we're just super thrilled. Um, our supporters and fans and friends and everyone are just really um, helping out the kids. So we're going we're gonna to do some fun challenges and, and um, just continue to try to raise money for Reedy um, Children's Hospital. Yeah. It's, uh... So if you're interested, go to my Twitter, CT <laughs> underscore SD loyal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm each... shameless. I'm shameless. Uh, no, it's fine. Alan is on your team. Uh, uh, no, Alan's on team Nate there, and Chris is on, Chris is on your team, yeah. Carrie, and I'm on Landon. Yeah. We, we split up. We actually have a, a thread like who's gonna you know like I think I picked first and then it was like Chris and Alan so it's kind of funny because we were like okay let's split everyone like we can't all go to one like it's that's not fair so it's a friendly little competition we have in between us so it's kind of cool yeah there's a lot of crap there's a lot of crap talking between the players and a lot of crap talking between the coaches so it's it's fun I mean it's been great it's a great cause and it Mm -hmm. kind of gives us something you know to focus on that's super positive right now so yeah so there's one other thing now i don't know if you're familiar with it usl in november made a a post about how they're going to start a usl women's d1 um and so we Mm -hmm. were just talking started talking about that and so i was kind of interested in your opinion on if usl should go with the professional women's route um, or what they should do? Um, you know, I, I honestly don't know enough of their plan to, to really honestly comment on it. Um, my hope is whatever USL does that they, um, talk to the NWSL and make sure that it's, um, a collaborative effort just because, um, I, I mean, I love competition, but we want to have a place for female professional players to play. Um, and that needs to be very stable first before, you know, some other leagues might pop up, but obviously, you know, if that's what they want to do, um, and they, and they have a plan, I mean, I, my hope would be if that happens, then 
SD Loyal would we would you know probably look at at trying to get a women's team as well at some point. Um, I mean, right now we're just focusing on year one, so we don't we don't yeah. have anything dr- drawn out um, mm-hmm. internally on on that. But yeah, I mean, more soccer the better, and obviously. You know, as a as a female, I I support women's soccer wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we are. We Alan, I think, even brought up like if when soccer were to come back in the states, like they should bring back like NWSL first or something like to highlight the women's. You know, because yeah, that's a great idea. They're so good. You know, like I mean, yeah. like those are those are our world champs. You know, so yeah, it's definitely a good thing to think about but um yeah speaking about non-soccer stuff uh outside sure. of zoom workouts and uh um you know raising money for radies children's what are you keeping busy with um while um, we're in? me personally um yeah i am running i like to run so i'm running yeah. more more steadily it took it it took a hit during preseason because we were just so crazy busy so mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm keeping my sanity by running, um, maybe having a glass of wine here and there. (laughs) Uh, I've read a couple really good books recently. So that's been, um, you know, I like to read, but a lot of times I don't have time. So I've Mm -hmm. read a couple good books and also, you know, work, work wise, we've been watching a lot of video and trying to scout ahead of time just to hopefully, um, you know, when and if some sort of season happens that the, that we can be ready for, you know, our next game or our next opponents. So, yeah. So what book did you just read? What book did I just read? Um, I just finished um, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Oh. And then I also read um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, who's, who's married to Abby Wambach. And that book, I was like, whoa like that that definitely you know hit some nerves um for me but it, that's a great it's a great book if you haven't read it I highly recommend it Danielle you're nodding have you read so, it it's on my bookshelf and I follow Abby Wambach and I've read her books and her Instagram with her and Glennon is hysterical mm-hmm. about team open cabinet yeah. now even have like hoodies that say team open cabinet and team closed cabinet but um, Glenn in her Instagram has like Instagram live videos where she does like her morning family meeting. And it's just basically her family is in like the universe. And she covers like those principles in there. And I'm like, I'm glad she's only talking about one topic for 20 minutes. Cause I'm like, I don't think I can handle this, but um, I'm having to pause. It's, yeah. Her book is so good. I can't <laughs> pick it up. We're in such serious times. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am reading some really poorly written, like Victorian romance novels. Because I need That's all right. Escapism. <laughs> I want like night to come and carry her away in some rich. <laughs> yes, yes. So Untamed is like after my like I have a whole series. So gotcha. now right after. So when I'm in like an emotionally better like when my laptop hasn't crashed and like the world isn't ending. We're getting into yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, romance, trashy romance novels are good too. <laughs> they serve purposes for sure. Like fourteen, whiskey. 
Um, uh, how long are your runs, Carrie? Uh, it depends. Uh, I'm not training for anything right now, but I did four miles yesterday. I took today off because I'm old and my knee is hurting a little bit. But, yeah, typically between three – if I go for a long run, it'll be like six or seven. So oh, um, wow. I do my nice. best thinking when I run. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alicia is also a runner. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I just started during this, uh, the lockdown. So I was like, I need something to do. Like, I can't be inside all day. And after work, I'll just, um, I'll go take a run, you know, clear my mind. And I usually do about three miles, too. Awesome. Nice. That's great. Yeah. I start, that's how I read Untamed. I've never listened to an audiobook, but I did it by audiobook and I finished it like, I listened to it while I would run, and it was like giving me motivation and everything. I, yeah. So I was listening to Trevor Noah podcast when I was running the other day, and I was literally like laughing out loud at some of like his political commentary and stuff. I was like, I was just dying. I'm like, people are probably looking at me on the trail. Like, who is this lady making loud noises? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, the, the guys are watching us, but they're also fighting in the comments on YouTube. So it's kind of hilarious. So, what are they? So, what are they fighting about? Talking about Chris running and Harry in San Antonio said that they should run too. So it's kind of funny. They're just like, guys, pay attention here. So, <laughs> anyways, that's how it is. Um, so yeah, I'll let you go. Finish your wine. Um, right. If people cheers, want. Cheers. I know you're sharing like the stuff for like uh, the webinars and like all the um, the fundraisers on your Twitter, right? And your mm -hmm. Twitter is yep. ct underscore sd loyal, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. And awesome. I think that's my Instagram too. I think so. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I think they're both the same. <laughs> okay. I'm sure um, we'll find you that thank way. You. Um, we'll find thank you. you now on Instagram. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when when we all go back to the this and i'm sure we'll we'll all meet up in person and yes. yeah uh, carrie you can meet we'll have, we'll have together yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about or a road wine, trip or, wine or wine whatever or hard seltzer something whatever you know hey, whatever i have good. a i have an empty bedroom so you're more than welcome to uh. crash oh yes I <laughs> look at danielle she's fangirling yes, she's like danielle. i'm in i'm in <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> awesome well thank you so much carrie for joining yeah, us and special no appearance um yeah, thank you thanks i'll talk to you i'll text what, what you guys are doing that's, that's so you. awesome and thank you look forward to, to meeting you and mari i look forward to having some beers with you soon yes soon yes, soon, yes. soon thank you all right bye bye, thank you. bye. bye. <laughs> I am all like I'm telling you. I'm like, I need. He's not doing it. That made, my, that made my night. You're my new best friend. Yeah, we're BFFs. <laughs> my quarantine. All right. Um, Roundtable. You you got some work to do to beat Carrie as a special guest. Okay. Yeah. This is. Uh, um, yeah. I I text her. I was like, Hey, you want to come on? Like. Here's the link. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I, yeah, I'm very grateful. Thank you, Carrie. And I think this, 
okay, this has been on for 50 minutes. I really want to keep going with you ladies, but I think this is the perfect time to like say, hey, we're going to have another one. Mm-hmm. Talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, continued. Yeah, because we still have to talk about our love of the game, like thing, mm-hmm. the leagues, what our opinions are on that. And equal pay, equal play is such a very important that we need to um, talk about it more you know quick and i don't want this podcast to go on for an hour and a half because i love you all but a lot of people don't listen to podcasts that long so no (laughs) in real real quick so going back through the chat comments yeah so i noticed someone was wondering what they would eat in new mexico oh yeah really really hoping alicia when i come i dream about a bur- breakfast burrito like oh, um, yes. chili i want papas i want huevos <laughs> like i want my green chili burger i want some dion's green chili pineapple chicken pizza i got yes. my list. i'm ready <laughs> nice well i think san diego has some really good breakfast burritos so mm-hmm. we're gonna have to like do some like taste tests and um i think chris my only one that can actually answer because recently because he's the one who's been here and he lives in New Mexico. So who has the better ones? That's a talk for oh, another time. Hey, yeah. New Mexico green chili. <laughs> uh, I do love chilies though. I can't lie. I love it. And I love Santa Fe and I have the ticket on Southwest for Albuquerque and I have points. I just have so maybe we meet up in Albuquerque. We'll Whatever. figure it out. Oh, yeah. I've never been to San Diego, and I love some beach. So uh, yeah. I and it looks like all of my vacations are about to get canceled. Um, so oh. yes, so we'll have a TV continued because this has been so much fun. Um, yes, and I don't have to filter as much as I do when I'm on. <laughs> Wait, what? You have to filter? Um, I self filter a little bit. Like I want oh. romance novels on our regular. <laughs> Girl, step into your power. It's all good. Um, yeah, we didn't we didn't talk about my trash TV watching Ninety Day Fiance either. So that's another thing. Alicia, <laughs> um, Alicia, your guilty pleasure, real quick before we go. Yeah, geez, I've been watching these. I've been trying to watch a Love Is Blind or something like that on. Netflix, oh, it's but, so oh. good. <laughs> It's so good, girl. I watched the end. Oh, my God. And I follow them on Instagram now. So, yeah, no shame. No shame. I'm a girl. So, um, how can people connect with you, Danielle? I know you, you're you here representing a podcast, but let's shout you out, your profile. So, I'm going to be honest. I am mostly on Instagram, and I'll pop on Twitter, like, every few days. I have looked... Quarantine has literally put me into like a social media shutdown because I don't want to like hear all the negativity. So I've been yeah. on Instagram because it gives me joy. And um, I've been on and I'm usually on Twitter and both of them. You can follow me at Toes Wiggle. Um, and then I'm also on the I can't say it enough. Essay Soccer Roundtable podcast. Um, but try to find that on Twitter. Good luck. Cause it's a long name. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, Chris is, Chris is I ratting you out saying you're a bachelor fan. I oh. am Chris. Just watch your back now. That's <laughs> uh, okay. I'm a bachelor fan too. And it's really bad. So we can oh, talk I about, know. well, it's, 
<laughs> Go ahead. I just started with Hannah Brown season and I got oh. hooked like that. And I was like, oh, this is so bad, but it's so good at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a train wreck. You can't not watch it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm sad that it's kind of on hold right now because it's a quarantine stuff. So oh, oh, anyways, um, so where can people follow you, Alicia? So on Instagram and um, Twitter, I'm under at exclusive Got it. underscore Alicia. Yeah, that one. And I'm there all the time on both. I'm like that now, more on Instagram, more than I'm on Twitter. <laughs> but once in a while, I'll check Twitter. But yeah, you guys can add me, uh, tweet me or whatever, and I'll get back to you. Awesome. And my name is Marissa again. And you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, at hashtag Marissa. Spelled out. Um, I'm mostly on Twitter, uh, but I am on Instagram because I have to do it for my business. So I'm just all over the place on all the socials. So <laughs> and you have some good Twitter, by the way. I was, you, t- Thank you. you have good, you give good Twitter. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was picking out your post today and I was like, I like this. I want your watermelon seltzer. So whoever, <laughs> yes. it, do you deliver to San Antonio is all I know. No, they don't. It's um, it's definitely someone that's pivoted on their business. Um, but you know, talk to the breweries out there. Have them make some seltzer because that oh, no. stuff is so good. And it was like light pink. I gotta send you a picture. I need your guys' text number now. We gotta do a text thread now. No, I know. <laughs> we have email <laughs> and now. Uh... All right. I got to go right. watching some cooking shows. Okay. Yes. Things that I don't do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. We are all going to get to have our dinner now and drinks and, you know, whatever we do. And one thing I definitely have to say is the Fair Pod is sponsored by the Beautiful Game Network. So thank you, Beautiful, for hosting our podcast. And we will see you guys next week. Hit, hit subscribe. Let us know that you, what you want to hear. And, uh, Thank you, ladies, for joining me, and uh, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at icarusfc.com.